about 15 kilometers from Narayanpur city in Naxal infested Bastar region of Chhattisgarh. I'm walking on a natural weather beaten path. It is 7 o'clock in the morning. There are small white colored wooden planks nailed to the sal trees which call for a boycott of elections and political parties. Otherwise, the mud huts do not bear any signs that elections are on in the rest of the state. This is Abujmar, the uncharted dense forest which houses Bastar's top Maoist commanders. There are no metal roads here. In fact, the place I'm trekking to is Toyameta, a small village about 2 kilometers from Akal Beda police camp in the heart of Naxal territory. Tribals from about 200 villages have been camping here protesting for over a year since last November. Sitting in big cities, many may think what these villagers are protesting against seems dichotomous. So what is it that they want or rather not want? Well, they say they do not want roads. Yes, do not want roads. What one sees as a way of taking health facilities, education and overall development to the remote villages are seen by Bastar tribals as infringement on their traditional way of life. In this edition of ET's Morning Brief, I, your host Nidhi Sharma, take you to Bastar region of Chhattisgarh. As the state goes for second phase of polling, I look at how this left-wing extremism affected area is different from the rest of the state. My colleagues from ET Political Bureau, Anubhuti Vishnoi and Rahul Tripathi will also help us in understanding what it takes to hold peaceful elections in Bastar. As the rest of Chhattisgarh heads to the polls, parts of Bastar saw votes being cast in the first phase of elections. And as I said then during our elections playbook podcast, the saying around locals here is, whoever wins Bastar wins the state. But winning Bastar is no easy task with Naxals and tribals protesting basic development. Let us travel to Toyameta in Narayanpur district. and speak to the protesting villagers who have been sitting in a small clearing in the forest since November 5 2022 the villagers take turns to sit in protest with every family sending one or two members for them a metal road means a police camp and intrusion in their way of life kya naam hai aapka ram narayan आप किस गांव से हैं से कौन सा विधानसभा क्षेत्र पड़ा नारायणपुर तो आप लोग यहाँ पे जंगल के बीच में बिल्कुल बैठे हुए हैं धरने पे ये कितने टाइम से बैठे हुए हैं ये पाँच नवम्बर से बैठे हैं पाँच नवंबर से 2022 से आप लोग बैठे हैं तो यहाँ पे कितने लोग बैठे हैं यहाँ तो कभी कभार हम लोग 200 तक रहते हैं 300 तक रहते हैं कभी 400 तक रहते हैं रहते हैं कभी 500 तक पहुँच जाता है काम बुता है अभी थोड़ा से कम है ज़्यादा है इसलिए नहीं ज़्यादा जनता यहाँ नहीं आती है 
आधा जनता मतलब नहीं घर में रहते हैं घर में घर का काम बुता अभी देख रहे हैं काम बुता अभी साफ होने के बाद नहीं ज़्यादा जनता यहाँ फिर जो ही बैठेंगे यहाँ यहाँ कितने गांवों से लोग मतलब नहीं कम से कम दो आसपास के गांव का हैं बाकी कोई कोई गांव से दो जन आए हैं कोई गांव से तीन जन आए हैं कोई गाँव से चार जन आए हैं ऐसी जाके अभी काम बुता के दिन में मतलब गांव सलाह हो हो के यहाँ आके हम लोग बैठे हैं तो यहाँ पे किस कारण आप लोग धरना दे रहे हैं हम लोग नहीं हमको वही वैसा कानून हमको नींद नहीं दे रहा है सरकार इसलिए नहीं हमारा राज हमारे हम ही चलाएंगे ये बुझ मार करके हम लोग यहाँ पर किसी को इधर घुसने नहीं देंगे किसी को कैंप आगे बढ़ने नहीं देंगे कोई रोड चौड़ाई नहीं देंगे करके पुलिस कैंप पुलिस कैंप से तो सुरक्षा बढ़ती है नहीं हमको नहीं चाहिए जहाँ बैस गए हैं नहीं वहीं से इधर ही रहना चाहिए बाकी हमको कोई सुरक्षित हम लोग को मतलब नहीं पुलिस कैंप क्या बोलते हैं कि मतलब नहीं आप लोग को हम सुरक्षित करेंगे हम लोग हम सुरक्षित के लिए हम हैं हम कह के हमको इधर उधर हमको घुमा के रखते हैं आज तक ली पुलिस हमको कोई सुरक्षित नहीं दे रहे हैं सुरक्षित नहीं कर रहे हैं कि कहीं अमराने से कहीं हम जंगल झाड़ी में घूमने वाले हैं ऐसे गाय बछड़ी चलाने वाले हैं गाय बछड़ी ले जाते हैं जंगल में कहीं कुछ करते हैं जहीं जंगल में अमराने से नहीं वहीं मारपीट करना है वहीं से बाहरे बाहर मतलब नहीं नारायणपुर जहल में ले जाना चाहिए यही काम करते हैं इसलिए हमको नहीं चाहिए करके हम लोग हम सीधे से यही बात हम चलाए हैं हम पूरा गांव के अब पूरा सब जुल मिट के ऐसे हम फैसला किए या फिर यहाँ पर हम धरना बैठे हैं अब सरकार के आने से कैंप के आने से सहूलियतें बहुत मिलती हैं जैसे शिक्षा है तो आप लोगों तक शिक्षा और ये हेल्थ वगैरह जो है वो पहुंचती है नहीं नहीं पहुंचता है कोई को, कोई चीज नहीं पहुंचता है हमारे गांव में स्कूल है आपके छोटा बड़ा है ऐसे ही स्कूल है बाकी वहाँ मास्टर पहुँचते हैं मास्टर नहीं पहुँचते है मास्टर आने से नहीं कोई कोई जगह के मास्टर पीने खाने वाला है कोई जगह के कहीं हैं एक दिन आए आते हैं एक दिन भी पी खा के वहीं स्कूल में पड़े रहते हैं वहाँ से स्कूल से छुट्टी करके ना बस हाजिरी बच्चा लोग का हाजिरी ले के ना चले जाते हैं यही काम है कोई बच्चा पाँचवीं तक पढ़े हैं कोई पाँचवीं क्लास में रखे हैं कोई कुछ करे हैं कोई बच्चा नहीं बराबर नाम लिखने अपना माँ बाप का नाम लिख लेने जानते हैं और पाँचवीं कक्षा में बैठा देती हैं उसको यही यही है मास्टर लोग के भी The police, however, say that the Maoists threaten the villagers with a fine of 500 rupees per household if they do not protest against roads and security camps. The villagers fear they will get caught in the crossfire between security forces and Naxals. For them, it is a choice between the devil and the deep blue sea. हर घर को पाँच सौ का फाइन होगा इसीलिए आप लोगों को नक्सली बिठाते हैं क्योंकि अगर सरकार और कैंप वहां तक पहुंच जाएंगे तो उनका एरिया खत्म हो जाएगा नक्सली तो हम लोगों को नहीं बिठा है हम लोग खुद से गांव के समूह चर्चा किया और उसके बाद धरना बैठे हैं नक्सली का नाम ही नहीं सरकार बोलती है नक्सलियों का नाम करती है नक्सली को हम नहीं देखे हैं और सरकार नहीं देखी है The villagers are losing their faith in the democratic processes. 
This is evident as the protesting tribals here speak of boycotting the elections. My colleague Rahul Tripathi, who covers internal security and has also travelled through LWE-affected areas, tells us why there is resistance to roads and overall development by the people. Again, this is a question of perception. The roads that are being built, the mobile connectivity that is being provided, it has helped the common man improve his life. He can send his kids to a better school. He can find a better job. He can find better revenues for his family. He can have better access to health services. I think the problem here, Nidhi, is that uh, the security forces who enter in these areas, these Maoist stronghold, they continue to remain there and then they become like the landlord of that area because they have the gun. They've wield all the power. So I think that perception needs to be changed and I think the CRPF or the Central Security Forces also understands this much. So they have also initiated activities to engage with local citizens. So in a way it works both ways to create mutual trust. This is the only way I think unless until the problem gets resolved which the government believes will be resolved in next phase. This uh, dichotomy will I think remain. About 20 kilometers from Sukma city, near Mankapal CRPF camp, the road is being built. There are patches which remain unmetalled. A tree stands in the middle of a planned road. A local policeman points to it and says there were villagers camping here to save the tree. The pathway suddenly ends in a cluster of palm trees and from here I take a three-kilometer trek to Nagalgoda village. On one side is a mountain and on the other side of this pathway are rice fields. Tribal women are working in the fields but they do not speak a word of Hindi. Nagalgoda is special. This small village got its own polling station for the first time since independence. It is a success story and a part of a list of 126 villages where a polling station was set up for the first time. Villagers tell you that they had to climb a mountain and cast their vote, but not many went. If Toya Meta was speaking of boycotting elections, here in Sukma, the villagers were more enthused. A whole security apparatus is pressed in to hold elections in LWE-affected areas. Chhattisgarh Chief Electoral Officer Reena Kangale explains how new polling stations were set up. New polling stations. In the first phase of elections, uh, there were only 4,000 polling stations uh, in 2018. This time, the number of polling stations has increased to 5,303. So, uh, in and particularly Bastar, we have increased the number of polling stations. So, we have taken the polling stations closer to homes and closer to the habitations. Secondly, we have tried to relocate because of the issue of LWE. There used to be shifting of polling stations. So, polling stations being shifted means that they will not be closer to the villages. They will be closer to some other location which is considered safe from law and order point of view. We got them in almost six weeks prior to the day of poll. So in the last week of September, roughly 20th September, we've got our first batch of these uh, personnels. And uh, first of all, we started with acclimatization because they're coming from outside. 
and then they were deployed to the locations and uh, of course we have conducted various kinds of training rop for area dominance flag marches were conducted some confidence building also they get to know the terrain the people everything so a well staggered uh, training program was conducted we don't want the candidate to go inside for campaigning and then feel insecure and because it will really be a huge setback for us if something happens to the candidate so their security detailing once they inform us 3 days in advance about their movement then uh, we've escalated the security and uh, then they do their campaigning in the villages The preparations for elections in LWE affected areas actually begin 6 months in advance. I'm joined by my colleague Anubhuti Vishnoi who covers the election commission. She tells us what it takes to hold elections in Bastar. So Nidhi technically preparations for holding polls in any state would begin at least 6 months in advance which means a whole lot of mobilization meeting start on security requirements and other requirements related to polling booths poll booth assessments moving of troops specifically is looked at 6 weeks in advance when you start looking at actual deployment of forces but a lot of homework is done at least 6 months before that and more so in case of course left wing areas uh, rounds of meetings will be held with the home ministry to assess the security situation with the state administration so it's actually a lot of work goes into the scheduling of polls in left wing areas in this case when we are looking at bastar again about 6 weeks before we had about 700 capf companies which were deployed in the state and you need that kind of um, wherewithal and security deployment especially in left wing areas so these areas are uh, usually not they're not very voter friendly we have calls from the naxals also who say that you should boycott polling so are there some standard steps or something specific that the chief electoral officer of the state undertakes to increase the voter turnout Yes so there's a particular drill which is followed across states first and this was done here as well at least again 2 months before the poll you will identify vulnerable and critical polling stations what that means is it could be one is vulnerable to political influence where the voting percentage or margin was too narrow or too huge where some kind of influence would come in and the other is law and order issues or security consideration those are critical polling stations so those are identified much in advance and ground runs dry runs are done there so that you know what the situation is at hand and you start sensitizing the voter there of the need to go out and vote so that is one of the first key steps taken across the country whenever any state is going to the poll apart from that in this particular case in chatisgarh there are many other considerations which come into place for instance the new polling stations and some of the old ones required even polling staff to be air dropped you know so you had over 900 polling staffs being air dropped first for polling duty and then to extract them from that polling station bastar is a region of conflict the center and the state governments have worked over the years to bring a semblance of normalcy the security forces occupy an area build roads and set up a camp with a new camp naxals recede further while this exercise has been initiated extensively in sukma bijapur and dantewada districts narayanpur remains fairly uncharted it is only now that the government has initiated the mapping of this lwe affected district at present there are six major sites where tribals are sitting in protest in narayanpur district 
They are caught between the government's attempt to take roads to their villages and the pushback of the Naxals. It is not an easy choice between their traditional way of life as they know it and the modern development that the government offers. With that, from me, your host Nidhi Sharma, and producer Sorohini Jain and sound engineer Rajesh Nayak, it's a wrap on this episode of the Morning Brief, a special ground report from Bastar. Do follow the Morning Brief on the podcast platform of your choice and tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day.